Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hey, welcome. I'm here with Ryan Black. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks for having me. So Ryan, he's the co-founder of the Infinite Man Summit. He's the head coach and marketing director of Sasha Day Game. And he spent the last seven years in the men's coaching and personal development space. I actually attended um, one of the events that Ryan helps organize. It's called the Infinite Man Summit. And there I met Ryan and Sasha. And you know he organized it with Sasha. It was awesome. Got to speak on stage a little bit. Ryan will tell you how you can find your purpose and create a business around helping people. Also, he'll tell you how to conquer the one thing that's likely holding you back from being able to do whatever you want in life and how you can get clarity on what's holding you back so you can get to the next level of any area of your life. How do you get started in the men's personal developments, Ryan? Well, for me, I know there's uh, a lot of guys kind of get into dating coaching, and stuff like that, and they kind of come from a place of like, oh, that's a that's a a profitable niche or something. But that mm-hmm. wasn't the case for me at all. Uh, I was actually someone who just really, really struggled uh, when it came to relationships, when it came to dating, uh, when it came to speaking with uh, to women for years and years and years and years, all the way through high school, all the way through university. Just had no idea what I was doing, and uh, it got to the point for me where. You know, I looked around, uh, a friend of mine uh, gave me their copy of the game in like 2006, 2007. And they were like, this is the answer. Just learn all these techniques and all these lines and you'll be fine. Uh, and I spent like two or three years attempting to do that and uh, also failing miserably. <laughs> so I got, to, I got Sounds to a point. Familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I felt like maybe it was just me. Um, and I did really, I, I think there's, um, there's an issue with guys that I see a lot, whereas, uh, they kind of try some stuff out, uh, they have this issue and because they, they might not have that many people to talk about because there's, um, you know, there's, there was some communities and stuff online, but pretty much like you're kind of on your own and it can make you feel like, oh, there's just something wrong with me. And you know, it's, it's like I was born this way and this is it and there's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. So, um, after years of, uh, of struggling with this stuff, uh, I finally stumbled across this video of this guy who was doing all the opposite of everything that all the material and all the stuff out there was saying. He wasn't doing anything in the game at all. Uh, it was just a YouTube video of him going around London, um, being a, a bit weird and doing stuff that was, you know, obviously his own sense of humor. Um, and rather like far from freaking the girls out that he was speaking to, they were loving it. And he, he was having this amazingly, just this great time doing it. And I was like, all right, it's been three years. I've tried all this stuff. Nothing's working. This guy seems to know what he's doing. It's a little bit crazy. It's a little bit weird, but maybe now's the time to go. All right. Um, take, you know, take some money. I had some money in uh, savings, invest in some training, with a coach that actually knows what they're doing in this area that you want to, that you're struggling with, that you want to know more about and see what happens at the very least, 
uh, it'll obviously be a fun weekend because the guys, you know, funny guys, kind of goofy. Uh, that guy was Sasha Dagan. And what happened was crazy because uh, on the first day of the course, I arrived as uh, me, someone I was mid 20s at this point, 25, 26. My whole life, I had been sort of ingrained in me this notion that you have to be polite, you have to uh, avoid confrontation and awkwardness, uh, you have to care about uh, what people think of you and uh, your reputation and all this stuff. So what that, what that did to me, I think it does it to a lot of people too, is uh, it gave me quite a lot of social anxiety because it's like there's so, many, there's so many rules that you have to follow and there's so many ways that you can screw up. So to me, like a normal social interaction was just like a, a minefield of series of things to like avoid doing or saying the wrong thing in case somebody laughed at me or in case I made the situation awkward or in case somebody like rejected me or, or whatever it was. And so I, I came to this course with all of these uh, really, really limiting beliefs about like, well, obviously I'm like really unattractive because like none of this stuff has worked for me ever. Um, I've had like one girlfriend in my whole life. Um, and, you know, and you, you, there's all these things that you're not supposed to say to like women and all these things that you're not supposed to do uh, in case people uh, laugh at you and stuff like that. So I, I arrived at this course with all of these limiting beliefs. And what was crazy is that within two to three hours of the course, every single one of those limiting beliefs was gone. Hmm. And what replaced them was not, not like a belief like, oh yeah, like I sort of believe in myself now, um, which is like this temporary thing or whatever. It wasn't like, an, like a temporary emotion. It was a total belief, which I turned to Sasha about halfway through the first day, about three hours in, and I said, I could go up to anybody and say anything. And I literally don't give a shit what they think. And he was like, yep. And what was crazy is, is that wasn't some like, like, you know, a couple of days later, once he wasn't there and once the course was over, like I kind of went back to my old negative stuff. Like that stayed with me forever. It stayed with me until, you know, until the day, until the present day, if not more so, like I probably, I probably believe that more now than I did then. And, um, what was cool is, is it didn't, it wasn't just affecting my relationships. It, it certainly did. I went from, as I say, like I had one long-term girlfriend until like up until the age of like 25, 26. Um, and after, uh, after about four or five months, uh, after my course, I had five different girlfriends that I was dating in London all at the same time, which, uh, I was doing in a completely ethical way. It was ethical non-monogamy and it was far exceeding what I thought I was. I mean, again, I'm no, I'm no Brad Pitt. It would not be offensive to me to tell, you know, to, to, uh, you know, to tell me I'm not particularly, uh, attractive. I certainly wasn't, uh, you know, any richer than I was before. In fact, I was poorer cause I just spent all my savings on the course. <laughs> um, nothing had changed, uh, physically or anything like that, apart from just my beliefs, my beliefs about myself. And, um, yeah, what was, what was crazy is not only did I, did I 
go from like basically get transported straight to the biggest amount of dating abundance that um, you know I'd ever experienced and most guys will ever experience in their lives but it had a profound effect on me in all different areas of my life because I realized once I'd gotten rid of this thing that was holding me back this thing that made me believe that other people's opinions of me was more important than my own happiness. Then I was doing a sales job at the time, nine to five. Then I could pick up the phone and I didn't care if someone told me to fuck off. I could do, I could cold call all day. Um, and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't affect me if someone was like, Oh, I'm not interested or whatever. And before, like I would just hold myself back from doing it because I was so scared of having one person, you know, reject me over the phone. Um, and then all my relationships with like the people in business, like our suppliers and stuff like that, they all loved me uh, and loved uh, doing their, you know, loved calling me and looked forward to it. Not because I was, I'd learned any business skills, not because I'd learned any networking skills or any NLP or anything. It was just simply because I was the only person who, when they rang, I was myself and I was genuine. And mm -hmm. I was able to create a, a, like a human connection with people because I was willing to fail. I was will by being willing to say something incorrect or silly or wrong by willing to risk having someone not like me. What happened is I actually made far stronger human connections with other people far more easily than I had have, I'd ever had before. It was, it was a startling revelation. And so a, a few months later, I spoke to Sasha. I, I got back in touch with him. I was like, mate, I have to, if nothing else, if nothing else, um, if I can just help you get the word out that this course exists, like I don't think people realize that it's possible to do this because I think most people think, oh, to change to change your belief so much that you go from social anxiety to um, being able to talk to anybody in any situation at any time without any fear whatsoever, that would require either years of therapy or like anti, you know, anti-anxiety medication, right? And yet in a, you know, a few hours, you're able to transform it. Like I, I'd like, I, I, if nothing else, I'd like more people to know about this. Like, I want to help you just get the word out and, and just be able to help more people. And uh, then that turned into doing that, helped me discover my passion for two things, which number one was communicating this material to people. So I ended up uh, helping out on courses and then becoming, becoming a coach with the company. Um, and also uh, all the stuff to do with uh, internet marketing and sales and stuff like that, which is coming from a place, uh, the way I, the way I see it is if you have a, if you have a passion about something, if you have a real desire, like I had a real desire to grow this company and to get, um, you know, to get more customers in the door, but not because of, not because of profit or anything like that, but because it was going to make me more money, but because I felt like I was doing a service that was helping people. And the motivation to do that, the passion behind that, spurred me on to 
have the motivation every day to wake up and be like, what more can I learn about how we can, you know, send emails better or put up web pages better or whatever it is so that more people will come through so that they'll be able to benefit from this course and we'll be able to help them. And it was that, um, it was that motivation. Like that's how I ended up um, being like, yeah, coaching the stuff, like communicating the material, helping people through this transformation and getting people, um, you know, making people aware that this is possible for them um, and taking them through the process of, uh, of, uh, you know, uh, going through an application and taking the courses. Um, that's, uh, that's where, yeah, that's where I found, uh, you know, the passion behind that and started doing that. And then later, because we realized this, right. It's like, we were, we were kind of doing what other companies were doing uh, in this, in this kind of niche for a while and kind of communicating in the same kind of way as them, because that's what we'd learned and were told was what you're supposed to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So then we were like, well, hold on. We're, we're, what we're sort of doing is it's almost like a bait and switch. Like it's not, it's not, it's not unethical, but it's like, we were taking people who thought that they had a dating problem, right? Someone who was like, Oh, I need more dates or, or I have approach anxiety, whatever it is. And we were saying, yeah, yeah, we have the, we have this, you know, the solution for that. And we do, but the solution that we have is much more than just, this is going to help you overcome your approach anxiety. This is going to get you, this is going to get you more dates. Um, because it addresses the fundamental thing that I believe stops people from being able to do what they want to do in life in general, right? It's not just like going up to, going up to a, a, an attractive woman for a man is the thing where, where the biggest sort of symptom of this, right? There's an mm -hmm. underlying, there's an underlying thing that's stopping people from fundamentally like fully expressing themselves. And once you address it properly, not only can you go talk to a girl, but you can uh, ha finally have the courage to ask for that raise that you believe that you deserve. You can finally have the courage to quit your job and start traveling and start your own business. You finally have the courage to tell your uh, father that you don't need his approval anymore and you're going to do what you want and you don't, you, know, you don't care what he thinks anymore. Um, so it has much more far reaching um, implications than that. And because we realized that we, we kind of started branching out a bit. So we went, we, we started in is basically exclusively in dating and then we went further and, and, and we did something which was kind of scary because all the marketing people say, whatever you do, um, stick, you know, pick one niche, do one thing really well and just focus on that. And if you, if you say things that are too broad, if you have too broad of a message, then you're trying to appeal to everybody. And then, you know, you won't, you'll, you'll have zero customers. Yeah, like we don't, said, Look, don't drift outside of your mega niche, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, last year after uh, coaching this stuff, Sasha's been coaching exclusively dating for like 10 years now. Um, last year we said, let's just try something and see what happens. So for the last um, few years, we did 
dating summits where we got speakers all talking about different aspects of dating. And um, those were great and they were fun. And we'd get um, you know, a bunch, bunch of guys down. And then we thought, why don't we do a summit like that, except why don't we cover everything? Because the thing is, is we talk about dating a lot and uh, we're still you know, passionate about it and interested in it and love helping guys in it. But when me and Sasha meet up, we don't really talk about dating to each other. We talk about like, oh, what supplements are you doing? And are you, are you, what, what, you know, what brand of vegan chocolates your new favorite? Um, and you know, what are you doing in the gym? And uh, he, lo- he's really into his spirituality stuff, and uh, you know, watches a lot of uh, material and does a lot of meditation and tantra and all this stuff. Um, and we're both we spend a lot of time obviously talking about the you know the business and how we can how we can grow it and stuff like that so we were like well let's just see let's just see what happens like maybe maybe nobody will show up but why don't we just do an event that covers all four of what we feel are like the core pillars of um a successful guy's life so we covered the dating relationships of course because that is our uh, you know our core area but we also got um guys covering health and fitness uh, and we got people covering spirituality and purpose and, and, you know, finding direction and meaning in life and business and entrepreneurship and investing and stuff like that. And we had this event, um, the first one, uh, last year, the first infinite man summit and to our, um, very, to our surprise, happy surprise, uh, we had over 120 guys show up to it, uh, for the first one. So, we were really, really happy about it. And we were like, right. So there obviously is a market for this. Um, and that's great because now we can really, you know, we can get up on stage. We can, we can find amazing people in all these different areas that we're, that we love and are really interested in and, and share the stage with them, get, get them down, have a fun time, hang out. And we can go up on the stage and talk about all of the new stuff that we're really into. Um, as well and just communicate that. And you can you attended the second one, um, which we just did in Sofia, Bulgaria, which was again like the same size and and you know, new people, guys, guys talking about investing and all this different stuff. So that is kind of the um the evolution from like basically struggling with uh one particular area, getting it handled through uh, some kind of system and then getting into helping other people get, get through that transformation and then kind of abstracting a level up to a more general level and, um, being able to use the same principles and a lot of the same stuff to help people in across all the different areas uh, of their whole life. And that's what I do. Amazingly. I can't believe that this is an actual job. It's (laughs) a lot of fun every day. Interesting. Yeah, I guess uh, when I was there, I noticed we have a bit of an opposite view in terms of how to start a business for guys who are just starting out. Like I'm into the whole proven process, uh, data-driven business models and all that kind of stuff. But you have a completely different approach uh, to how guys should get into business and maybe even why. So what's your approach? Yeah, so I, me personally, and again, I, I'm coming from my own experience. So... Um, I did various nine to five jobs in lots of things, social media sales and 
things like that. And for me, for me personally, I found like, I, re- I really needed to believe in what I was doing and that it was making a difference, like either to the world in general or to at least, at least individual people, like on an individual level, I was helping this person. And I think that's a, that's a really good place to start. Like, I'm not saying you don't need, you don't need any skill or ability or um, anything like that. You just need a hope and a dream and you'll be great. I'm not <laughs> saying that, but I'm saying a great place to start is if you have overcome like any challenge whatsoever, if you've been through any negative experience that um, potentially is affecting other people, if you've overcome any challenge, been through any transformation, and now you're further along on a journey that there are other people pursuing that same journey as you, then it's a, it's a really, really e- simple, easy business to go, right, I am a uh, coach or consultant or whatever, and I help people undergo this transformation. And my qualifications are, I did this, the exact transformation that you want. And I'm, I, I'm living proof of the fact that it's possible for you. And I can show you exactly how to do it because I did it. Um, of course, there's lots of other great businesses online and, and things like that that you can do. But to me, like, that's just, that's just the easiest one. And what's cool about it is when you when you get started, when you do it, because every day you're waking up and being like, I, you know, it's so awesome that I get to help this person or this group of people today. You have this motivation and this drive to figure out the details and the techniques and the systems and the steps that you need to make that business as successful as possible. Like you'll already just want to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, those, like those, like those details and those principles and those systems, they will come along the way or you'll be motivated to hire the right people who share your vision, who will be able to implement those systems and those steps for you. But it's, it, in my opinion, you can have like, there's, you know, you're on, you're on a lot of the same marketing lists, I'm sure, um, as me. And, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of marketers out there and they have all the techniques, right? They've got all the, the, the lead pages and they all look sexy and they've got good copywriting and stuff like that. But when there's no, when there's no like, um, passion behind it, when there's no real purpose behind it, when the guy's obviously just like, trying to get conversions um, for the sake of it, like just maximize conversion for the sake of it, like you feel that and, and people are turned off by it. Whereas a, a really, really strong message by somebody who clearly gives a shit mm-hmm. and really, really like everything about how they communicate is just speaks to the fact that they're just there to, to like serve people and they've been there and you can just, you resonate with their struggle and like their past struggle and their message. And they seem like the kind of person that you want to be, um, you know, that you want to be, they have the kind of life that you want to have. Like 
that they don't really you don't really need to copyright some extraordinary sales page for that like you just film one really good video where you explain all this stuff and i mean when i when i bought my course with sasha like his website was horrible and it was like a black background with white text oh. and like yeah 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 right just for 100% negative text and you scrolled through and it was just like some blog articles and there was no clear place where you were actually like, how do I actually buy this thing? And I had to like scroll through and I, I've gone back on the Wayback Machine to look at it. And I was like, yeah, that, that was right. Cause I, I, was, I was worrying if I'd misremembered it, but I was right. You had to go find a page where he talked about the courses and then copy his email address. What? Copy it and open up a, an email window, paste in the email address and then, cause it wasn't a click, it wasn't even like a clickable thing and paste in his email address and then write like, Hey man, can I buy a course please? And he would like email you back like a PayPal link and then like, holy, right. But he, that's how, that's how he started. And he got, you know, he got customers, including me. Um, so, you know, for, for all the, for all the like great stuff, that's totally, absolutely do it. Um, when it comes to. Uh, when it comes to like techniques and, and marketing strategy and, 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 and you know, good principles um, selling stuff online. I think that like you'll have the, it's, you'll get the, you'll get that stuff and um, you, you know, you'll figure it out from trial and error and you'll be willing to do it and make those mistakes. But the thing you got to have first is you've got to have like, um, I mean, it's a book, isn't it? Start with your why. I forget who wrote it. Um, you've got to have that real, that real why. And I think that the, the easiest why to have is just like, I just want to help people. Like when I got, when I got into it, I remember exactly my motivation. Um, it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing to do with money whatsoever. Like I had no idea, um, you know, how much, well, how much, how much can a dating coach earn? Like, I don't know. When I got into it, I just said, if I could just, help one person, like one guy, not have to go through the years and years of torture that I went through, right? That would be a very, very fulfilling thing to be able to do. I think most, most people are clocking in and out of a, you know, some kind of job that they have. And, or even, even entrepreneurs who have ended up just giving themselves a job as well. <laughs> clock in and out and do whatever, 40 hours, 80 hours. And can't really say like, did I actually help somebody like at all? A lot of people, most people will live that will live their entire lives and be like, did I, I, well, I help myself. I help my kids maybe, but did you make any, like any kind of positive impact? And so I was like, if I can not only, help you know one more than one person not have to go through what i went through and make their life better and give them the kind of um the kind of abundance the kind of happiness uh the kind of fulfillment that i was able to gain and make a living doing that that has got to be like the most fulfilling thing and i think for me anyway the most important thing is to find that it doesn't have to be for you for you know you out there it doesn't have to be exactly the same thing um, that I, you know, it doesn't have to be helping people with their relationships or whatever, or helping people with their 
um, fitness goals or, or whatever it is or with their business. But I think that uh, a lot of people have something in, they do have something in them. They have a, a history, they have a story, they've had a struggle, they've had something they've come through. And there are other people out there who would pay a lot of money to be able to shortcut their way to where you are now and not have to go through the years of struggle that you did. And that's a, that's a great place to start um, if you want to do some kind of coaching or consulting business, in my opinion. But what do I know? <laughs> okay. I also liked um, when you were talking about that uh, when one part of your life, when you solve it, then other parts of your life almost automatically uh, start solving themselves, you could say. But uh, you, you said it better, I think. So you said that ego is holding us back in dating and everything else. So it's, can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, sure. Um, so in, in, our kind of, in our kind of model, uh, when we go through our, our dating courses and now our, our, our sort of more general courses um, and uh, our retreats and stuff, we, we have this principle that we get guys to kind of accept when we sit down at the beginning on the first day, which is that we live our lives with sort of unconsciously accepting this, uh, this world, this map of, of reality that is handed down to us by society, by our parents, by uh, our religion, by the media. And it's kind of, it gives us this narrative of, what our life should look like and our place within it and what was what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do and the what is demonstrably true in my opinion is this narrative this map of the world is at best outdated and at worst intentionally designed to hold us back from being the best version of ourselves that we could be. Mm -hmm. um, and so people like we need to, we, I go through it in, in detail because we need to get guys there first at the beginning to kind of meet them at their map of where they are. And I think anybody, like however, however non-woke you are, um, however much you still trust whatever CNN, um, I think any, any of us would agree, yes, there are, um, you know, there are things that I kind of accept are true that I do so um, not because I've sort of independently verified them, but because like my mom and dad said it and I just have kept believing that and I haven't really questioned it. Like, even if they're, you know, as innocuous as whatever, like you have, you know, you have, you should like getting a, getting a degree. Actually, this isn't even that innocuous. Right. So one of, one of the ones that a lot of people are, are questioning right now is getting a degree is an, is important to your lot, to your future success. Right. Everybody's parents probably told that to them, but that rule is outdated. 
-hmm. Like it really, it was really important when my mom and dad were, t were in their twenties. Right. Um, actually an interesting thing. My, I think my grandmother was the f like one of the first women to even attend the university that she went to. Wow. She passed away a couple of years ago, but she was born in 1903. So, um, you know what I mean? Like back then it was a, it was a huge deal. And like having a, having a college education was a big step up if you wanted to go into, you know, higher management and, and, and stuff like that. These days it doesn't, it literally doesn't mean anything. And, um, the actual, the design of the education system, as I'm sure, you know, uh, is based on, uh, a factory line. Yeah. So the, um, the industrialists of like the Victorian era basically redesigned education in as a way to un to subconsciously mold future generations to accept the working conditions and the um, the entire setup and how factories work. Yes, yeah, I, I mean it's it's not like a conspiracy. It's just that that's where they lived and in the like the environment they lived in. So automatically, if they start designing an education system, automatically that education system supports the same uh, status quo. It is a conspiracy, bro. It's a conspiracy. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you can also call it a conspiracy in my opinion. Yeah. You, can, um, you, could, you could say it like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so this, you know, we don't, we like, we are not getting, my, most people who are getting a college degree are not doing so because they want to work in a factory. So um, by, its, by its design, right, this is out of date. Yet we, most of us kind of go along and keep just being like, you know, submitting applications to go to university without thinking like, wait a minute, is this in any way applicable to my life? And like what I actually want to do? And do I need this to, to get ahead? And if you actually think about it, the answer is no, but we don't because there's this, there's this momentum in society of just like, uh, you know, just kind of do what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Right. We are at, at our hearts as humans, we are conformists. Um, most people will just do what everybody else is doing, even if um, those things violate our own morals and even our own, our own sight. Right. Um, the, the Solomon Ash conformity experiments of the 1970s, showed that people will ignore um, the fact that they can clearly see that one line is longer than another mm -hmm. simply because four other, four other people in the room go, no, it's the same length. Uh, really, really interesting experiment. So um, once we accept this, right, we accept we've been fed this alternate map of reality, then we can go, okay, well, maybe there's another map of reality that's true. That will that it, that describes it better, and maybe in this alter, this second map of reality, you have far more freedom to do and say what you actually want to do, and you have far more freedom to express yourself. And there won't there will not be all the negative consequences that society and everybody else has told you there will be if you choose to express yourself in some way. And what we find is that the thing that's really holding people back from everything, right? Starting a business, uh, 
speaking up, expressing themselves, uh, you know, flirting with the waitress, everything is this part of our mind that we call it ego, which deeply cares about other people's opinions of us. And from a very, from an age of about five or six, when schooling starts is when we're told that we need to care about what other people think of us and that other people have different things going on in their heads and have intentions and motives. And we have to concern ourselves with all of this stuff. And that's fine to a certain point. But the problem is, is what happens is this ego goes unchecked for so long that by the time we're 16, 18, most of what we do and say is entirely concerned with either maintaining, um, either maintaining people's opinion of us or gaining approval from others. And almost none of what we do and say has anything to do with what will make us happy. Mm -hmm. And that's when it becomes a problem because what happens is, is this ego creates like a, what we think is like a protective bubble around us. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it creates like this facade to protect what's at the core, right? Who we really are. And we accept it, we allow it in and we accept it and we say, yes, ego, thanks for helping me out by protecting um, you know, who I really am from the outside world. Um, and you know, it gets bigger and bigger. And what we start to do is we, we feel like we need to plaster over who we really are with all of these behavior patterns and all of these things. So this is how um, most of like most of the methods, most of the systems and methods and techniques um, in the dating niche, right, are um, are ego based, right? So they're they're going right. At, they know that these guys have this ego. They have this fear, this approach, anxiety, whatever it is, and they say, "Hey, um, I'm going to help you out, and I'm going to give you the technique and the right thing to do or say for this specific situation." so that you won't get rejected. Because that's the thing that the ego is supposed to be protecting us from, rejection. So here's how to start a conversation in the way that an attractive guy will do it. Mm -hmm. here's, how to, here's how to transition in a conversation in the kind of way that an alpha guy will do it. Um, here's how to get a number in a way that, you know, uh, um, you know the most alpha way possible. And so we build up all of these facades around, right? These ways of acting and, and, and behaving and talking around who we really are all the time becoming somebody else. Acting like the person that we think we need to be in order to be attractive to women. And every single time we're doing that, Every single time we go, yeah, I need this technique and I need to say this and do this in order to be attractive to this person, in order to gain approval from this person. What we're saying is because who I really am isn't good enough. Who I really am is unattractive. Who I really am isn't alpha enough. Who I really am isn't worthy of love and respect from other people. 
So I have to pretend to be the person. I have to pretend to be this other person who is good enough. Who the is five good alpha men techniques. <laughs> exactly. Right. And that's what 90% of the, you know, 95% of the stuff out there is based on this, um, you know, method by a guy with extreme, extreme self-worth issues. <laughs> right. Who's just, you know, is, has a mental illness and needs, needs help. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody falls into this trap. So in, in our, um, in our world, because this, because this ego, um, thing is such a problem when it comes to women, we you know, I see it in very, very stark contrast, but it's, it's true for, um, for all areas of our lives. And so what, what, um, what we help guys realize by, by going outside and uh, doing a lot of social ex, uh, exercises and various other things is that you don't actually need this ego to protect you. It sold you a lie, which is that it will protect you from being rejected. And actually that's impossible, right? it can't even do the one thing that it's telling you it's going to help you with because for no reason at all, somebody could take one look at you and just go, no, piss off. Right. Just the way you look right. Or the shirt that you're wearing, the context of the situation, they can just be like, no, not interested. And no amount of right. Ego based protection mechanisms are going to help you from that. And in fact, it's even worse because not only is it not useful, but the ego is actively preventing you from being able to make connections with other people. Because if some, if you are in a social situation, when you're when you're talking, when you're behaving, remember you're not acting from within outwards. You're not acting from who you really are. You're acting from the ego protection mechanisms. You're acting from the facade. You're acting from the the technique or the thing that you've been told to do or say to gain approval from other people. And so when you do that, a certain number of people might resonate with it, right? In the dating situation, right? A girl might be, might become attracted to you based on some technique you do. And that might even turn into a relationship, right? You may even mm -hmm. go on a date and end up sleeping together. Great. And then what happens, right? And this freaks guys out and they're all confused about it is they go, right, okay, now I've, now I got the girl. So now I can drop all the techniques and stuff and I can just be myself. And then the next time he sees the girl, he is himself. And she goes, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> this is a completely different person. Like I like the guy who was doing all the magic tricks and talking about the cube or whatever. Um, you know, who's this, who's this other guy? It's weird. It's really weird and incongruent. And the girl runs away. And then the guy rationalizes it and goes, Oh, fuck more techniques. Yeah. They think the solution is I need to hide myself even more. Cause as soon as I reveal who I actually am, I get in, I get instantly rejected. But actually the problem isn't that you need to protect yourself with more techniques is that you need to stop doing them altogether. And all you need to do in any one moment is behave 
and act and speak consistent with and according to who you actually are and what you actually want and what you find amusing and what your beliefs are. And when you do that, just like before, there'll be a certain percentage of people who will instantly have no interest, right? And maybe actively dislike you, right? <laughs> just, like when you, just like when you were doing the techniques, there was a percentage of people that actively disliked you because they could tell that you were being fake, which is a massive turnoff to most people who have any kind of insight into, have any kind of social awareness. Uh, but instead, they're rejecting you instantly because they don't resonate with you and they don't resonate with who you actually are, which is them doing you a massive favor. Because it's like, great, I don't need to spend any time speaking to this person because we believe completely contradictory things. Like our core values are completely different and we'd never get on. Like we'd never have a good time um, interacting with each other. And then what's really cool is when you in the moment act completely consistently with who you really are, there'll be a percentage of people that will instantly resonate with what you're doing and what you're saying and who you are. And when they do that, they're not, they're not doing that because there's some, because of some technique you did, they're doing it because of who you are. And then there's no pressure, right? Guys, guys feel pressure like on a date, or whatever. But it's like, if you met her the first time, just literally being yourself and just saying whatever the first thing came to your mind and she thought it was the most hilarious shit ever, guess what? When she comes on a date with you and you just keep doing that, she's still gonna really like it. <laughs> and then when that, when that continues down a relationship, right? so many people in relationships aren't even being themselves in the relationship. Right. Like, and this is not just, this is not just guys. Women are doing it too. Right. Women are projecting the, what they feel the guy want, like wants them to be onto this relationship and being like, Oh, I got to hide. I got to hide, you know, the crazy, I got to hide my weirdness <laughs> long enough, you know, a few, six months, whatever, until he's like, he's invested enough and then like slowly bring it out. It's like, no, just, just, become comfortable, become okay with the fact of who you are and remove this part of you, this constantly worrying, completely pointless machine that's telling you that you're not enough and telling you that you need to gain approval from others. Just remove those things. And it's so much, it's so much, just wasted emotional energy and wasted time and wasted effort, which suddenly when you drop it all, you can just be completely present with people and you can actually have a human interaction. And I'll tell you something, just doing that, like you're one of the t like tiny percentage of people that, that is able to do that. And that really like people, people's eyes go, Hmm, like this person is different as soon as you do that. And I hope, you know, guys listen, like this, obviously this isn't just applicable to dating, right? These are all the same things, like, like a, the same principles that 
help you be more comfortable on a date. It's the same thing if it was like a job interview, for example, right? The same things that are helping you, uh, you know, do an approach or whatever work. If it's like a networking conference, right? And you want, you want to meet a, whatever, a high powered CEO or somebody, a company that you want to work for or consult for or whatever it is, right? Breaking the ice and, and all that stuff. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same when, but importantly, when you are in a business, when you were doing something that you genuinely believe in and is consistent with your core values, because yeah. then you don't have to remember the response and the right thing to say. Then you just say what it is that you believe. Uh, and that's why I think those, those two things fit together. That's why, you know, my philosophy on business, when you start from the place of, of um, who you really are and what you really want to do and the impact that you want to make, then you don't have to remember good answers to questions because if somebody asks you, you know, what's your, you know, what, what would you do in this situation or blah, blah, blah. You just literally can come from the place of being present and expressing what you actually believe. And that's the right answer. Very good. Um, how can, how can people reach out to you if they say, I want to talk to, you know, Ryan or Sasha or, you know, someone I want, I want help or I want to talk to them. I want to ask a question or anything else. How, how can they reach out to you? Cool, man. Sure. So what we're, what we're doing at the moment is, uh, the, the infinite man summit is part of a, uh, like a larger enterprise, uh, called the infinite man Academy. And this is, this is our new thing where we've kind of expanded out from dating and covering all of these different uh, aspects. So if you have, uh, if you have any kind of roadblocks, uh, whether it's in uh, dating relationships, whether it's in uh, your health and fitness, uh, whether it's in your business, um, or whether it's just finding that, uh, like passion and purpose in your life, um, that sense of, uh, meaning and direction, then, um, what we're doing is, is we actually offer the opportunity to speak to one of us and we'll just do basically like a, like a clarity call where we'll just kind of figure out what's, what's the roadblock? Like, what are your challenges? What are you facing? Uh, get you clarity on what your actual goals are and, um, what the main things that are holding you back. So you can kind of have a roadmap for getting through those and getting to the next level in whatever area of uh, your life that is. And you'll be able to apply for one of these sessions, just fill in a few details and uh, schedule a time to speak to one of us. And uh, we're really excited to uh, speak to you and help you through whatever your challenges are. Cool. I'll put a link right here, like below. I uh, can't really show you, but it's going to be right there. So just click on that if you want to uh, book one of those. So. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for coming, Ryan. Very good. Uh, <laughs> we like your stuff. So looking forward to doing this again with you, maybe, you know, one of your events, something like that. Um, next time you do the infant men summit. So, uh, yeah. And the guys who are listening to this, you feel inspired. Do talk to Ryan. Awesome guy. He knows his stuff. Uh, you should definitely book something with him so that, uh, you know, he can help you out. All right. This was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. 
If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.